So this is uh, take two on the Donald Trump. Uh, got interrupted by a few things, but we're going to go back to the video where he's uh, discussing his uh, business um, uh, travails in the 1990s. Um, it's kind of a long discussion, but uh, we'll go back to that and uh, it kind of gives you a, a playing field. And then we're going to go from there to where he was introduced to uh, uh, by uh, Jesse Jackson before um, uh, an event. When things kicked off at the beginning of the 90s for me and everyone else, the problem with me is I was getting all the publicity. The Great Depression, you call it. I call, it. I call it the Great Depression in the early 90s because we were really in a real estate depression. And it was real estate and retailing and airlines and various other businesses. They were in a total depression. They weren't in a recession. And I survived. Most people didn't survive. I mean, a lot of my friends, a lot of good people and bad people had to go bankrupt. And, you know, never heard from them again. And you probably never will hear from them again. But, you know, I survived to a point where the company is much bigger now than it ever was and much stronger financially than it ever was. And I wrote a book about it. But in the early 90s, you faced the possibility of losing everything. In fact, on paper, you had lost pretty much everything. I had faced the possibility of losing everything. And it, I went back to work. I focused. I focused my mental energies and all of my energies. You never thought business. of giving up? No. I, I think one of the reasons I really succeeded and bigger than even in the 80s is the fact that it's, it's a little word called perseverance. I didn't stop. It's quite um, a long word, actually. It's a long word, come to think of it. But I didn't stop. And I, I did persevere. I went against a lot of odds. And I came up with a phrase, survive till 95. That was in the early 1990s. And it turned out to be right because the world changed, the economy changed, and there was a survival tactic till a certain year. And in 1995, things started changing. But I, I mean, it really started changing for me almost right at the beginning because I went back to work. I refocused my energies. How and desperate I, were you at that time? Well, and how depressed did you get? Well, to start off with, I really blame myself a little bit because I've always been able to pick markets. And I really wasn't focused toward the end of the 80s because I was having too good a time. I was enjoying my life too much. Things were going too well. You dropped your guard. I did drop my guard. And it's no different than you if you do 15 great interviews. You know, you sort of on the 16th, you can take it easy because, well, that happens in life. That's a human trait. And I did drop my guard. And what I did is I re-put up my guard and re-put up my defenses and my offenses much stronger than I ever did in the 80s and worked probably harder than I did in the 70s and 80s and actually became much more successful. You had to believe in your own abilities. Wasn't there a time when you thought, I really can't hack it, I should get out of this? I'm well, not, there was I'm some, not suited to this. There were some pretty depressing times because I had owed billions and billions of dollars. $975 million or so was personally guaranteed. And that's a pretty deep hole. And when you're that deep in debt, you're mired in debt, and you're that deep in debt, and that's a pretty rough situation to be in. So there he is discussing uh, where he was at in the um, well, in the mid 1990s, where he was trying to dig out of a hole. I remember he was, you know, behind the what's it called, the Taj Mahal was 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 the name of the Trump building. And uh, it was a casino and uh, the overruns and cost is one of those things where he bit off a lot more than he could chew. Uh, the economy went into recession in 91. I, I can remember personally, I was in college and my first year out, I was trying to get a job actually in the market. I wanted to work in um, the airline industry 
and they were not hiring. They were not even looking for people. They were looking to get rid of people because I lived up uh, near O'Hare Airport. So anyway, here's a here's a clip from uh, Jesse Jackson uh, disc, you know, honoring, actually, or introducing Donald Trump, which kind of shows that uh, a lot of people um, had very uh, interesting connections to Donald Trump going back, you know, years. So here we go with that. Thank you for that, Roger Ailes. Uh, I now want to bring forth a friend who has, uh, well, he is deceptive in that his social style is of such. One can miss his seriousness and his commitment, for the success is beyond argument. Uh, when we opened this Wall Street project and we talked about it, it gave us space at 40 Wall Street which was to make a statement about our having a presence there. Uh, and uh, beyond that, in terms of reaching out and being inclusive, he's done that too. Uh, and created for many people a comfort zone when I ran for the presidency uh, in 84 and 88. And many others uh, thought it was either laughable or something to avoid. He came to our business meeting here in New York because he has this sense of the curious and a will to rest to make things better. And so aside from all of, of style uh, and his pizzazz, um, he's a serious person who is an effective builder of buildings for the builder of people. Last year, he was a part of our workshop, of our panel workshop on what are the challenges and opportunities. And so this, a year later, Donald Trump, uh, for a few minutes, challenges and opportunities to embrace the underserved communities. Donald Trump. Well, it is an honor to be here. And uh, I was with Jesse last year, and we had a lot of fun. And it was a little different. We had a real panel where you asked questions and everything, and we didn't do so much speaking. So I'm going to get off here very quickly because I want to hear some questions. Um, Jesse started off by saying most of the wealth in this. So I'll leave it at that. But that kind of shows that his um, the public persona that most people have or the idea about uh, Donald Trump um, is obviously um, – been poisoned or the well has been poisoned by the media in recent years because they have to paint him as a bad guy and one dimensional when in reality he's been a part of different communities and trying to serve the country and has ideas and you know everybody has ideas that doesn't make all of them right it just means that uh, uh, he's been willing to commit himself to certain uh, concepts so here he is on uh, Pierce Morgan and this is an interesting conversation because this is in 2011 so this is only four years before uh, his um, his uh, commitment to run for office, which also might have uh, triggered some uh, interesting uh, back, um, you know, I guess you could say agencies and even the current administration in 2011 to start looking into Donald Trump. That's just my opinion. That doesn't make it right. That doesn't mean that it happened, but I could see it happening. Well, I thought, I'm a Republican. I'm a very good Republican, but I thought Bush was a terrible president. I thought he was a terrible leader. The country had no spirit. 
And ultimately, he did so badly at the end that we have Obama. That's what we have. I mean, that was a gift from President Bush. Uh, I thought Clinton actually uh, had you're, he, you're not a fan of the president. No, I've never been a fan because, look, I, I am the most militant person there is. I'm a big war guy in terms of I want total defense. I want perhaps an increase in defense spending, okay? But you don't attack the wrong country. Iraq did not knock down the World Trade Center. As it turned out, he did attack the wrong country. And frankly, they used to kill terrorists in Iraq. You could not be a terrorism and last a day in Iraq. Now it's the Harvard it's the breeding ground for terrorism. I mean, everybody that wants to be a terrorist, they go to Iraq, they go to Afghanistan, they go to the places where we are. The fact is, Bush, I thought, was not good. Uh, Clinton was a good president, but it was so marred with this whole Monica thing. I mean, I, I, he's a friend of mine. He's a lovely guy. He's a great guy. I really like him, but I thought they treated him very, very harshly. Absolutely. And yeah, he's popular now, more popular than he's ever been. He's more popular. That's because he's a quality guy. He really is. He's a quality guy. And he's a Democrat, but he's a quality guy. He's also a member of my golf club. What is your What is your view of President Obama right now? I think he's a nice man. I think he's in over his head. It's amazing the way he got the job. I respect him for getting the job, but it's amazing the way he got the job. He signed up people on street corners in Chicago. All of a sudden, he's the president of the United States. He's got a hell of a shellacking, as he put it, in the midterms, but... His ratings right now, mid-50s, are significantly higher than Ronald Reagan and, and President Clinton at the same time of their administration. So he's doing pretty well, actually. Well, the fact is he is doing well, and the Republicans have let him back into the game because during the lame duck session, I don't know what happened with the Republicans. I don't know who was leading them, but they totally gave him credibility. He was Jimmy Carter, and now he's the Phoenix. But is this but a problem? Who, who is leading the Republicans, and who should be? I don't think... There is a leader right now of the candidates. Romney, I guess, would be somebody that people are thinking about, but it's not resonating. Uh, Sarah Palin is somebody that I happen to like. I just don't think she can win the election. And a lot of people agree she might. She can win the primary, perhaps, but she can't. She can't win the election. I, if, I can tell you Obama is dying to run against Sarah Palin. And you can't do that again as a Republican Party. You can't put somebody like in Delaware, Christine O'Donnell, where she goes in and she beats somebody that would have won by 15 points. She beats him in the primary and then she gets killed in the election. Is this, is this precisely why you're so tempted to run? Well, I am tempted to run, but I think the primary reason I'm tempted, I guess, yes, I think I could win. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. I'm not doing it to come in fourth place and really do a great job as a businessman. You know, in theory... I shouldn't be able to win because they've always said somebody with great accomplishment, somebody who's done many, many deals. I've done hundreds and hundreds of deals and I've beaten a lot of people. I mean, I'm not saying it bragging. I beat a lot of people. And those guys are not nice guys and I have lots of enemies and lots of different things. And I've always heard where people like me cannot win because there's too many enemies. But whether it's me or somebody else, you need a person like me to run this country for a while because we have to get this country back so that we're respected again. We have to get this country back so that this country is making the big profits, not China, not India. I mean, American Express, you call up your American Express card, the people are based in India that answer the phone. What's going on? Our people can't do Our people can't answer a phone? I laugh there because uh, Pierce kind of jumps on him for that. But uh, you notice a lot of the names that he mentioned there, you know, the Clintons. Um, obviously, he had a decent relationship with uh, Bill Clinton. And, you know, a lot of that could have been due to the fact that, well, I obviously he's an avid golfer. Um, 
remember uh, Donald Trump was in the uh, did see the Clintons in the White House. So it's one of those things where I won't I won't dismiss what uh, Clinton is and what he is not. But you notice he was mentioning Bill. He didn't mention anything about Hillary. Um, he mentioned Mitt Romney. So obviously there was a thing there and obviously he talked about Barack Obama. But being more to the point, he he was uh, talking about his own um, aspects of running for office then. And this is in 2011. And you can get a feel that maybe, um, I mean, he'd always been asked about this over and over again over the course of, you know, at this point it would have been 31 years. But now obviously he's the president. So he'd been asked for 30 years, hey, are you going to run for president? Are you going to run for president? I'm sure there was a lot of uh, other conversations that have happened over the course of a year. And and those information, anytime he had a conversation with somebody, say 2013, 2014, 2015, uh, that triggers uh, people to start talking to other people. And you never know who uh, who on the other end receives that message and decides that, uh no, we don't want this guy in the office, which when he actually came down that escalator in June of 2015, uh, the media laughed at him. The media joked about him. John Stewart in particular, he was the lampooner in chief then. Um, he decides to start that uh, episode. And then from then on out, it was a smear campaign against Donald Trump. Well, middle America, who has a right to vote for who they want to, had seen Donald Trump over the years you know, 20, 30, 40 years. And their viewpoint on Donald Trump was he was a highly successful uh, billionaire, a magnate, and he never held, he never uh, hid that from anybody and obviously was very proud of his accomplishments. And that just rubs the people that are deep seated with, uh, I guess you could say envy and resentment uh, in the agencies of the United States of America, the academia, the people that live on the coast, uh, Wall Street, even he, like he said, he made a lot of enemies over that course of time. So this is uh, this is just an indicative of where Trump was, where Trump has been, and I think it shows that he's been uh, consistent over the course of years. So I'm gonna upload this. This is uh, the last probably video I'll do on Trump until after the impeachment, um, uh, impeachment uh, in the Senate, and we'll see where we're at then. Thank you.